You know, there's something really sneaky about imposter syndrome. There's a lot of really sneaky things about it, actually. <laughs> you don't realize when you are facing imposter syndrome, you sometimes don't even realize that some of the language that you use, some of the ways that you think are actually signs of imposter syndrome. I mean, the obvious ones are when you say things like, oh, my work is really not that good, um, and then you personalize that, you turn that in against yourself. So instead of saying my work is not not that good, you say my, I'm not that good, all right, and you make it about yourself. Well, that's a fairly obvious one. Um, another one is giving up before you start, okay? And so you might get excited about an idea, maybe for a project that you're going to do, maybe a blog post that you're going to write or, or something that you are going to do, a service that you're going to create. You're not short of ideas, but then when it comes to implementing them, you, you find that imposter syndrome just stalls you and makes you give up. Well, those are more obvious ones. But here are some others that may be a little bit more subtle apologizing for everything so you come up with this idea somebody's really enthusiastic about it and then you um it's actually not that good um and i'm really sorry i, I made um uh, i made a mess of it well, of course you're going to make a mess of it the first time it's the first time you've done it of course you're going to get things wrong that's okay but you go out of your way to point out the mistakes that you have made. Or another sneaky symptom of imposter syndrome is this negative self-talk. You think that others are judging you just as harshly as you're judging yourself and you're really hard on yourself. You know, beating yourself up. Beating yourself up is your favorite pastime. Or this one, if anyone gives you a compliment, you might even accept it externally. Oh, thanks very much. And then internally, you won't let it sink in. You dismiss it because it's like poison. <laughs> I cannot accept any compliments. Now, I'm not saying that you should be proud. I'm not saying that you, uh, people should flatter you. Flattery is, is really the opposite of friendship. I'm saying that when people give a sincere compliment, accept it sincerely and even allow yourself to say, you know what, mm, maybe this is not, maybe what I've done is, is, is quite good. <laughs> not to boost yourself, not to turn yourself into somebody proud, but simply to just to delight in, in the good. And, Imagine if you were a cook and by mistake, sometime once you, you, you cooked something that actually gave people, you know, made, made them feel a bit sick or it didn't taste good at all and people couldn't eat it. It was inedible. Okay. So that happened. You made the mistake. Maybe the ingredients you used were, were, had gone off and you should have checked, whatever. But then imagine if every other meal for the rest of your life that you ever cook, you apologize for and you say, I hope I don't poison you. Yeah, that's imposter syndrome. <laughs> okay. So 
feeling guilty when you're receiving compliments. Okay. It's, it's, it's almost like I'm going to dismiss any opinion of me unless it's a bad one. And my opinion is going to override anybody else's kind words to me or good words to me. I'm going to squash that. Now, here's a really, really subtle one is where you waste your time. You spend time on really trivial, low-value tasks, and you agonize over decisions that really don't matter at all at, at your stage of the journey. Another one is staying hopelessly disorganized. Now, I'm not a a highly organized person in some ways. In some areas I am. In other areas of my life I'm hopelessly disorganized. But that clutter, it just basically keeps you thinking, I've got to have all of this white noise around me to uh, stop me from focusing because I'm really scared to focus because if I focus... Uh, if I concentrate, if I clean things up and I really can get down to, to, to the task that I really wanted to do, it might it might actually get in front of the eyes of strangers and I might have to take the next step. Another one is when, so when, similar to that, is when you're in reactive, when you're in firefighting mode all day long and you're not designing fireproof buildings. You're not saying, well, what if? What if we could build this instead? No, you're focusing so much on putting out fires, on being busy, on the busy work that is really low-value work. It's because you are devaluing your time. You're not valuing your time and you're devaluing yourself. So these are some of the ways that imposter syndrome can be dreadfully, dreadfully sneaky. It's that fear that you are just not going to not going to not going to be successful like that you never you're never going to finish it's almost it's almost like a fatalism a determination that i'm going to start something that i know i will never get done okay and then that will protect me from judgment so imagine you're going out to play on the on the on the football field okay or pick your favorite sport and you're spending so much time tying up your laces on your boots that you never actually go out there to play. Hmm. And so it's really, really important to recognize the sneakiness of imposter syndrome. These are not the only symptoms, but these are some of them. Here's another one that I I forgot to mention earlier, which is that you're spending so much time doing research, so much time jumping straight into the tools and I need this equipment and I need these tools and 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 you just think, if only I can get all of the externals right first, then I won't have to worry about that internal self-doubt that I have that's telling me this is going to fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this episode of the imposter syndrome podcast is really just around awareness of the sneakiness of imposter syndrome i would how about if you over the next few days see if you can identify one or two or three of these kind of symptoms or other ones that you say you know what 
If I were really confident, I would never be thinking like that. If I were guaranteed success, I would never, I would never be talking like that or I'd never be talking to myself like that. Just look at the sneakiness because sneakiness hates light, okay? It likes to stay in the dark. And as soon as you shine a light on it, as soon as you start to share it with somebody else, as soon as you start to get it out of your head, even to the point of writing it down, ideally writing it down for somebody else to see, then it's 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 shedding light on it and you're starting to see things as they really are instead of the distorted way that you're looking at them in your own mind where it's it's your own secret little world of sneaky imposter syndrome <laughs> yeah seriously just being able to identify the sneakiness and pinpoint it that is a huge step forward first step in treating a disease is to diagnose it find out the symptoms and what are these really symptoms of this is the imposter syndrome podcast thank you for listening